How about that? It's me, John Park, and this is John Park's workshop. Thanks for coming. Welcome and hello. Uh, I am keeping an extra eyeball pointed at my mic levels today because I had some problems with uh, muting last week. What the heck? So uh, I'll be extra vigilant today. How about that? Let's see how it goes. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. I've got uh, a whole bunch of cool stuff to talk about in our uh, Adafruit Makery John Park Workshoppy World here today. Uh, and let's see, to start it off, let me, uh, let me pop over to a web browser here. Where'd it go? And mention our jobs board. So we've got a jobs board at Adafruit. It's jobs.adafruit.com. And it is a free jobs board. You can uh, post your jobs on there for free. You can post your resume on there for free. And, uh, Check out this position. I just saw this one pop up. This is a position that's uh, title is Antarctica. Antarctica. Multiple engineering and technical positions on an Australian Antarctic division. Uh, There's marine science gear officer. Senior acoustics officer. This sounds like wild stuff. Uh, Instrument workshop technical officer. Probably not musical instruments, I'm guessing, but... Uh, anyway, that's the kind of wild stuff that you'll see pop up on the Adafruit Jobs Board. So uh, have a look. See if there's something there for you, would you? Uh, super fascinating. What are they doing up there? What's happening? 
If anyone gets that position, please uh, fill us in. Let us know what you can about what's going on there. What, what is Australia doing there? That's what I want to know. All right. Uh, hey, Connor McCarter over in YouTube. Thanks. Said uh, sounds good. Audio is, is uh, good. Uh, voice audio is better than less good. I think that means it's good. I'm going to turn it up just a little bit. Hopefully we don't peek out. But uh, I don't know what was going on last week. All kinds of funny things. Static, muting, uh, audio. All right. Uh, what else have we got here? Next up, um, how about a coupon code? Let's say you want to go and buy some stuff in the uh, Adafruit store and you want to save a little money. Well, here's how you can do it. 10% off if you type in the coupon code NOTIFY. And that'll get you 10% off for the next day. Uh, Pretty much today through tomorrow, midnight, tonight, whatever you call that. Um, Oh, hey, Toddbot. Look, Toddbot's there. Uh, If you're wondering who I'm talking to, it's the chat. And the chat is happening over at Discord. We almost got chat on YouTube, but uh, check out the uh, Discord chat if you're interested. The Adafruit Discord server, you can join in on the conversation there. Let's see, what else? Well, you know what, since I mentioned coupon code, and that's your, your coupon code, notify I'll get you 10% off. How about a uh, suggestion of a possible item you might want to look at? Uh, this is a cool one. This is something I just put together the, uh, the kit for this. It is the 8x8 pad Neo Trellis Feather M4 kit. Uh, and in fact, To demo it, I'll uh, head over to the workbench because I've got it plugged into something. I'm using it as a MIDI controller. Uh, Big surprise there, but I've got it plugged into an iPad and I'm using the uh, AudioKit Synth 1 synthesizer on there, software synthesizer. And I'm using USB MIDI off of the uh, Feather M4. So this kit gives you four of our NeoTrellis pads. It's a a driver for RGB LEDs and buttons. You can... um, solder them together on their edges and use multiples of them. They have unique I, uh, I squared C uh, addresses that you can set. And then in software, you can um, map out which buttons are where and, and talk to your controller that way. Uh, so I've got it sending MIDI uh, messages, uh, MIDI notes. So uh, let's pop over here and I'll show you it on the bench. The kit Uh, I think it's out of stock right now, but you can sign up to be notified. The kit consists of the four um, Neo Trellis driver boards, as well as a Feather M4. I've got mine on the outside right now. Normally, you'll build that on the inside. This also comes with the kit. This is a laser-cut acrylic kit and the sets of the the, uh, monomer rubber keypads there. Uh, These, you can't see it too well, but as I press buttons, you'll see them light up, and they're also sending MIDI signals here. Let me turn this down just a hair. Uh, So I've got a little arpeggiator synth running on here right now, so check this out. And you can also do uh, poly synth stuff with it. Uh, I had one picked out here. Where'd it go? Is it this one, poly?
So uh, a lot of fun stuff you can do with that. It doesn't just have to be MIDI uh, music things. It can send out uh, signals to uh, HID control and other uh, computer-based things, as well as doing light controlling stuff, displaying patterns on here. In fact, one thing I'll show you uh, when I restart it, let's just unplug this. When it boots up, it's going through a little light sequence, and that's a good way to see uh, what you can. I'm going to shield it a little bit there from the light. So it reboots the feather, and then it's going to go through a little uh, color sweep there. It's a bit more saturated in real life, but you get the idea. We can do uh, full-color RGB LED stuff with that. Uh, so that is the uh, pick of the day. It's the 8x8 Neotrellis kit. Um, and you can also... Uh, let's see, let me pop over to it in the browser here. You can also... Whoops. Build your own from... I think we sell just the laser cut acrylic kit if you already have some of the keypads. Um, and uh, the driver boards. And you can also use different microcontrollers with it. Uh, each of the boards actually has a Stemma 4-pin uh, connector, 4-pin JST connector. Um, so you can run that out to your microcontroller, so you can choose different things. We have the kit that comes with the M4, which works really well with it, but uh, most microcontrollers that can speak I squared C will be able to deal with that. So that's my pick of the day. Uh, let's see. What else have we got? Uh, Hey, how about a little Make Code Minute? Why not? All right, so for the uh, Make Code Minute today, what I want to talk about is using arguments inside of functions or creating functions that take a number of arguments uh, so that you can do some sophisticated things in little separate uh, modular blocks of code. So what you'll see here is I have a function that I called light function, and it has three of these different arguments. I'll show you when you build a function by going to advanced and functions, I'll click make function. It says, okay, what do you want to name this thing? I'm going to give it a, a name, new func. Uh, and then you can start adding to it things like, oh, I'm going to have a parameter for something that I have to type in in text, like the name uh, of, of an object. I can have uh, a Boolean argument, true or false, and I can have numbers, integer numbers. Um, so I did that to create this function. And then you can see when it gets called, when this function is called somewhere else in the code, uh, I'm going to be including something called color, which is actually a string, uh, pixels, which is a number, and brightness, which is a number. Uh, when this function runs and we get to the good part here in this for loop, we're going to run through all of the pixels on the Circle Playground Express from 0 to the number of pixels that was argue, the, the argument or the parameter was set for. So if I say light function, tell it a color, red, uh, pixels 4, and brightness 20, then it's going to run through and do this from pixels 0, 1, 2, and 3. That's why I'm subtracting 1 because the, the 0 indexing requires that. Uh, and then I sort through whatever string came in with the function. And if the name matches one of these strings, red, blue, or green, then I'm going to use the corresponding colors. Uh, if it doesn't match that, then I'll just display black. So here's, here it is in uh, practice. When I press the A button, it is going to call the light function with the string red. The number of pixels is 6, and the brightness is 5. When I touch this B button, it's only 2 pixels. Uh, whoop. 
Yeah, B button. Uh, two pixels, they're blue, and it's at 100% brightness. When I touch the A3, we get all of the pixels, 10, uh, set to green with a brightness of 20. And then just for uh, the example here of a string that it doesn't know what to do with, if I, if I press A2, it doesn't do anything because I'm sending the name Larry, and that doesn't match any of these strings in this uh, conditional uh, statement here. So that is how you can pass a number of different parameters or arguments to a function inside of MakeCode. And that is your MakeCode Minute. All right, so the question is, did my audio continue to play during that? Uh, C. Grover over in the Discord chat said, my audio level dropped quite a bit, but it's still listenable. I'm not sure why. Uh, did I turn that down? I think I turned it down when I was... Yeah, that was my fault. There we go. I turned it down when I was playing the Make Code song because it was coming in kind of loud. Uh, oh, well, but hopefully you, you could uh, understand that, and uh, hopefully that's interesting to some of you, the fact that we can create arguments uh, or parameters to pass along with our functions. Uh, oh, good. Thanks, Connor McCarter. Says, yep, I'm still here on YouTube, so you can still hear me. So huge success compared to uh, my fiasco with the mic last week. Uh, all right, well, next thing I'd like to do is look at my Make Code Arcade Game of the Week. And I'm going to pop over to my Chrome browser. This one is actually not from the forums. Uh, this is... Pop myself up over here. Uh, one of the example games that is now, these sort of, sort of change. I hadn't seen this one before. These change over time. But if you go to the Make Code Arcade page, go to arcade.makecode.com, and scroll down in the, uh, they call these the little carousels, there are some tutorials, and then there's this line of blocks-based games. And one of these in here is called Hot Air Balloon. Uh, and so I've clicked on that. And this Hot Air Balloon game is sort of like a uh, Flappy Bird style game, except not quite as difficult. And you have a character that's essentially stationary horizontally and the uh, scenery is moving by. You can see here it says, uh, stay in the air as long as you can, hold any button to turn on the burner. Uh, so I'm gonna make that full screen. And now you can see, uh, I'm just holding down my space bar on the keyboard. And as long as I hold that, I whoa, am adding heat to the balloon, so I will rise up. I start to drop. I can hit that again. So cute little game. Might also be a fun one to uh, look at for modification. A really good starting point if you wanted to add something. Let's say I know someone uh, in the chat had mentioned adding lasers <laughs> because occasionally you probably don't want to shoot these poor nice crows, but there are occasionally uh, UFOs that go by too. Uh, and if I either hit the ground or hit an obstacle too many times, we're going to end the game. There we go. It says pull up and ends the game. Uh, and so one thing I wanted to uh, show you that I hadn't really considered before in one of these is that uh, any button will work. It's what it says in the instructions. And the way you do that is you don't have to set up equal um, duplicate controls. You can actually when you bring in the controller move uh, on a button pressed block here, when you bring one of these in, it actually has an option for A, B, left, right, up, down, 
menu and any. So any will work with any key. So you can, uh, especially if you're setting this up to go onto a, a handheld device, uh, whatever is most comfortable. If you want to use the up button on the D-pad or the A button or the B button, choice is yours. Uh, when those are pressed, you can see what happens. We start a uh, fire effect. Actually, that's in there twice. That probably doesn't need to be in there twice. Let's get rid of one. Get out of there. Uh, and then we set the balloon's acceleration Y to negative 50. So the acceleration on Y is positive heading down and negative heading up. So that raises you up. Uh, and it also switches the uh, image of the balloon over. So you get this nice little inflation effect. Oh, let me hold that. Uh-oh, we're definitely going to hit that guy. Let's see if we can get up in time. There we go. So I think that's really cute, too, the, uh, the little two-frame animation that we have there. So that is my arcade game pick of the week uh, for Make Code Arcade, and that is the Hot Air Balloon example game. So go check it out. You can learn a lot looking through the code. Dun, dun, dun. And right on. Uh, so how are y'all doing out there? Wait, no, Todd, there's no N-E key. Some people are very literal. Uh, if you don't like puns and jokes, stay away from the Discord because it's full of puns and jokes. Uh, all right, so let's see. What is that going to bring us to? We've got um, the project of the week. So uh, this, is, this is the... Um, I, I teased this last night on the show and tell. And this is... A Circuit Playground Blue Fruit with the TFT Gizmo on it. I have 3D printed a little uh, case. This is actually based on the ornament case design from the Ruiz Brothers. Uh, I printed it in kind of a gold color, so it looks a bit like a pocket watch. And you can see I have it on a, a nice uh, flexible USB cable here. Now, this does have a battery in it that you can plug in. I think I, I um, ran through mine and forgot to charge it back up, so I'll leave it plugged into USB. But one thing you can do is plug it in over USB to a uh, phone charger battery, and so you can, you can still make it portable. Um, and so what this, what's going on here? What I've got is, uh, when I press the button here, we bring the screen dimness uh, back up to full bright. We're using that as a, a battery-saving measure. Uh, so what is this? This looks like my calendar icon from the computer, if you're on a Mac, or from your iOS device. Uh, and what this is acting as is a notification alert for your iOS device. And what you'll see here is that I have uh, two buttons on here that will scroll through any available notifications if I have them. So you can see I've got a uh, Slack alert right now, and I had some kind of a calendar alert. Uh, so what I can do is... Now that I've seen those, I know, okay, there's something that I should go check out on my phone. So when I look at my phone, um, let's go to that calendar alert again. Where'd it go? Did I click through it? I think I looked at it, so I might have dismissed it. So let's clear. Um, what I'm doing is going on my phone and clearing uh, alerts. And if I now head to Slack on my phone, so I'm going to pop open Slack it just cleared that alert. So you saw as soon as I went to Slack, the alert cleared. Oh, it looks like I do still have a calendar alert. It's probably the one telling me that my live stream is happening. Yeah, so if I look at my phone here in the notification center, uh, you can clear an alert because I've read it. I now see, yeah, it's time to do my live stream. Uh, and now that's going to disappear. Now I can do the same for Slack. So there was a notification about uh, a GitHub alert. I have automatic, automatic alerts. 
clear that. Oh, it looks like I have a base camp thing. My project is due for uh, an upcoming project. Clear that. Uh, and now I'm at uh, sort of the default, there aren't any alerts. So I have this little sort of generic bell icon that tells me uh, that I'm using the device as an alert device. I'm also sh showing that I'm connected to Bluetooth right now. Um, so what we can do to demonstrate that is I'm gonna head to my phone here and I'll turn off Bluetooth. Uh, and you can see now with Bluetooth turned off on the phone, the uh, notification gizmo is telling me I'd better go ahead and make a new connection. Let me turn the brightness down on that a little bit. Or the exposure, just so you can see the screens a little better. About there. Uh, so now you see, actually it just dimmed itself. If I press a button, it'll come back to full brightness. So I think I have a 20 second or 15 second delay after you do something before it drops uh, the brightness down. So what I'll do is on my phone, I'm gonna connect to Bluetooth, and then this device is gonna show up here. It says Circuit Pi 1066, and it wants me to pair. So it just made a little alert sound, and now it is paired up, and it's waiting for a notification. So there are no notifications in my uh, notification center on my phone right now. No older notifications, it's saying. Uh, so what I can do, uh, one way I can test this is actually, I'm going to I'm gonna close my uh, Discord. Oh, thank you. Melissa uh, says it's 20 seconds is the default on this. So I'm going to close my Discord on my computer because the notification won't come. It'll get sort of instantly cleared if I have the application open. Uh, so with that application closed, now if I get a notification on uh, Discord, so if anyone wants to say something in the in the uh, Discord chat, and I think include my name, um, because it's not a one-to-one -one conversation, so I don't have it set to tell me all uh, traffic that's going on there. Uh, as soon as I get it, oh, there you can see, I've just gotten a Discord alert. So uh, this tells me, hey, you better check out something. If I look on my phone now, it's uh, Melissa saying, cool, at John Park. Uh, and Melissa wrote the code for this based on some example code Scott uh, had figured out, Tanute had figured out how a lot of this works. Uh, and Melissa worked with me to make a graphical version, so we're not looking at text on here, but instead just get this nice sort of simple style of alert. Uh, and if I scroll right now with the A and B buttons on the uh, Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, I'll see there are no other alerts. That's the only one I have to look at. And if I, again, look at my phone, uh, right, I think from this home screen, I can clear it, view it, or manage it. So if I clear that, you'll see it just disappeared uh, so I no longer have to worry about this. So this is something you could uh, sort of approach some of the functionality of something like an Apple Watch. Uh, one, of, one of the functionalities, I don't have one, but I gather that's one of the things, is that it'll just tell you, hey, you have a phone call or you have an SMS message. Uh, we're not doing anything as sophisticated as letting you see the message on there, uh, just to keep it simple and certainly not respond to it. Um, but it's really just acting as a little notifier. So the way this works, let's... Um, take a look at, and you know what, I'm gonna reopen my Discord so I can watch the chat, uh, which is helpful for me, particularly with my audio problems. <laughs> so I'm gonna keep an eye on the chat there, which means I won't get notifications. Um, and let's take a look at, uh, I'm gonna go to Moo, and I will zoom up so you can see the code here. Um, what is this using? This is using a thing called ANCS, which is the Apple Notification Center Service. And the way the 
ANCS works is that there are notification providers and there are notification clients. So in this case, my iPhone is acting as the provider. When things happen in the notification center, which is one, a one-stop preference area on your phone, uh, on your iPhone or your iOS device, when you uh, go set up how your notifications work, you can say, hey, when I get an SMS message, please send a notification to the home screen or send a preview of the message to the home screen. So you can manage a bunch of things in there. What I've got is um, the SMS, phone, Discord, Basecamp, uh, Calendar, and uh, Slack. I think those are the six that I have set up right now. So any of those notifications, they'll come here, but they'll also ping over Bluetooth the client device, the notification client device. And this is the stuff that Scott uh, figured out, um, and we'll include some links in the guide that I'm writing to more in-depth info about it and how it works. Um, but when one of those messages is sent, then we're calling up a, uh, an icon. So you can see here in the code we have a, uh, so a white list of apps that we're showing notifications from. Uh, and these are the services that are used to uh, indicate which of those has come through. And there's also some filtering that you can do. There's um, silent alerts, uh, alerts that require no action, I think, uh, and, and a couple other types. So we're looking at that info and deciding what to do when one of these notifications comes through. Uh, if you look at um, the uh, device, the actual uh, Circuit Playground Bluefruit, what we have is on the drive there, we have uh, the code.py, we have uh, a few, just a few libraries that we're using, BLE, Gizmo, and the screen. And then I have a collection of BMP files. So we're playing back these 240 by 240 pixel 16-bit um, BMP raster graphics. Those are what are displaying on here. Uh, and then we also have one sound effect. So I put a wave file on there. That's what's uh, making the sound when we connect it first to Blue, Blue Fruit or Bluetooth. Um, so that's the basics of how it is working. Uh, what you can do as well is if you figure out other services that you want and how to um, filter those, then you can go in and create your own graphic. Uh, in fact, we had set up something for uh, Basecamp where I was using the old school logo, which was a kind of cute set of mountains, green and blue, uh, and uh, PT tweeted about it and Basecamp said, the, the people of Basecamp said, hey, that looks awesome. Can you please uh, consider using our new logo? And Phil was able to make a new logo in about 30 seconds and, and post uh, an update. So it's very, very quick uh, and straightforward to, to swap out the graphics uh, as well as uh, try to figure out different services that you'll want to display on there. Um, let's see, I'll, I'll show you another example of one. I'm going to send myself a text using uh, Google Voice as a different number to send it from. So. Let's see. I actually don't have a ton of signal on my phone, so I might have to move it over here. But you're watching. Let me show you the uh, this screen right here. So right now it's saying I don't have any messages. Um, oh, that's interesting. My phone got them, but it didn't update that. So am I? Let me let me send a new Discord one as well. And I'll quit Discord before I do that. Did I lose my connection? Let's see. Oh, there it goes. Okay, so there's the Discord, and I should see 
Yeah, I'm not seeing the SMS. That's weird. I don't know why. Uh, but it's been reliable up until now, especially because I did see it show up on the phone. So I may have, yeah, I may have messed with that. So remember I was uh, mentioning that in your settings, there's this notification center on the phone. I was turning on and off uh, how some of those notifications work. So let's see. I think it's under messages. Show previews. Let me turn that on. Okay. And oh, there it, sh- it did show up. Huh. Well, thank you, Todd. That was a test message from my buddy Todd, uh, who has my number. I don't know why my own that I was sending didn't work. Something's funny there. But yeah, so, so now I know, hey, there's a text message. I can go on the phone, look it up, uh, and there it is. And I'll say, hey, thanks. Uh, and now I can clear that. You'll see it disappears when I look at the message on the phone. So that is the uh, that is the project of the week. I have a guide mostly written up. I'm hoping to get that finished up uh, in the next day, and then you'll be able to download the code. Uh, and if you've got a uh, TFT gizmo and a Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, you'll be able to build your own little uh, Apple Notification Center Services Notify gizmo. So that is the project of the week. Uh, before I go, there's so many of me there, uh, I'll mention that next week is going to be the Ada Box 14 unboxing, and that'll be during a uh, very special episode of Ask an Engineer, so I'll be doing a, a takeover of that time slot, uh, so next Wednesday, and I believe that's 8 p.m., I have that right? I think it's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I always get that confused. I think that's it. Watch for, uh, for info on our website and our social media. We'll let you know for sure. Uh, someone can let me know in the chat. In fact, let me reopen my Discord. Uh, I have that right, right? When's Ask an Engineer? Someone tell me. Let's see. And mm-hmm. All right, we'll see if anyone, anyone has that info. But yeah, next Wednesday will be the uh, uh, Adabox unboxing, Adabox 14, holiday edition. So please tune in. Uh, and before I go to, I will let you know that, uh, that is how you can save yourself some money if you were thinking of doing some, uh, shopping. Get someone you know a gift at Adafruit. That's not a bad idea, right? Um, and you can save a little money. So 10% off in the Adafruit store using Notify, and that's good on everything except for subscriptions, software, and gift certificates. Uh, and... That's it. That's all I've got for you today. So thank you again so much for stopping by. I also want to say thank you to the CircuitPython team and community for making projects like this possible, and to our own Scott Tannut and Melissa for all of the help with the software on that project. Uh, That's all I have for today. Thank you so much. This has been John Park's Workshop, and I will see you next Wednesday at the Adabox Unboxing. Bye-bye.
Yeah.